This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. A company in North Carolina dumped massive amounts of toxic chemicals into the Cape Fear River for decades the drinking water supply for hundreds of thousands of people. These forever chemicals also contaminated the air and groundwater surrounding the plant. The contamination was first revealed five years ago, but still thousands of people are being forced to use contaminated water today. It's one of the most pivotal contamination stories in the United States, and it's the subject of our latest WREL documentary, Forever Chemicals, North Carolina's Toxic Tap Water. It's premiering tonight on WRL at 7.30. Joining us is WRL investigative documentary reporter Kristen Severance and WRL environmental reporter Liz McLaughlin. They co-reported this documentary together. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having us. So this is a really important topic. Tell me, Kristen, how you got into this. Why did you choose this topic for your documentary? You know, Amanda, a lot of times, you know, I will get our documentary ideas from watching WREL, from watching our stories, from listening to our reporters, from talking with our reporters. You know, our goal with the WREL doc unit is to tell the most important stories in North Carolina. And, you know, I kept seeing Liz. I kept seeing our our climate change reporter, our environmental reporter, Liz McLaughlin, do stories on forever chemicals, what was happening in Fayetteville and Wilmington and surrounding areas. You know, people forced to use contaminated water or get bottles of water delivered to them. And, And honestly, it's shocking. I mean, it's shocking the more you learn about it and how it happened and how it's still happening. You know, that was the moment I realized, okay, this needs to be a documentary. Absolutely. And, and and it's hard to believe it's happening right here in our area and, mm-hmm. and here in the United States. So, Liz, you've been covering this for more than a year now. Tell us what has happened and, and why people are still dealing with it. Yeah, here we are in 2023 talking about chemical pollution that's been happening for decades. The Fayetteville Works plant, now owned by Comores, formerly DuPont, makes and uses PFAS. Uh, It's more commonly known as forever chemicals because they just take so long to degrade in the human body and in the environment. Those properties are used in consumer goods, everything from takeout containers to waterproof mascara, even firefighting foam, um, and first popularized in the 60s with Teflon nonstick cookware, probably something we've all used. Um, And a scandal unfolded in Parkersburg, West Virginia at that DuPont plant after evidence surfaced that the company knew these chemicals were harmful and kept using them and dumping them anyway. They eventually moved that chemical division to Fayetteville, where it has leached these chemicals into the air, water, and soil surrounding the plant, even discharging wastewater with these chemicals directly into the Cape Fear River, drinking water supply for hundreds of thousands of North Carolinians. And an NC State researcher actually discovered these chemicals in the drinking water supply. The DEQ, the EPA, knew about it. But it wasn't until 2017, an article, that this story really blew up. People were mad. They wanted answers. And even though that was five years ago, there are still people in North Carolina, in this first world country, without access to clean water. 
Um, they're in thousands of wells surrounding the plant. It spans all the way to Wilmington, 800 square miles. And we just look into the lives of those impacted and what's being done about it. Yeah. And obviously, there's health problems linked to these forever chemicals. Just give me uh, some examples. The list goes on and on. Increased cholesterol levels, decreased vaccine response, uh, changes in liver enzymes, uh, decre- uh, it res- uh, developmental problems, increased risk of kidney or testicular cancer, uh, cancer. So lots of cancers here. And the largest amount of re- research is available for those chemicals from the 60s. They're keep being changes in these compounds, very delicate ones that's touted as a new safe alternative. But many of the researchers that we've spoken with say that it's like a game of whack-a-mole and they want these to be regulated as a class. Well, we will be right back after the break. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. So we're talking about forever chemicals contaminating the drinking water supply and wells for hundreds of thousands of people in this state after a company dumped chemicals in the Cape Fear River. It's the subject of our latest WREL doc that's airing tonight. So Kristen, what surprised you most when you started working on this documentary? So much. I mean, I think the fact that, like Liz said, we learned of this contamination five years ago and people are still using contaminated water or forced to live with bottled water you know, there was this consent order with the DEQ in 2019. And as part of that consent order, Comores agreed, the company agreed to stop polluting the air and water surrounding the plant. And they had to test wells and provide bottled water to people with contaminated wells. And if the level of chemicals were high enough, they have to provide filters and maintain those filters for 20 years. So, so just think about that. Living with bottled water. I mean, we met a woman who bathes her baby in the sink with bottled water because she doesn't want these chemicals on her baby. I mean, people cook with it. They make coffee with it. It impacts so many areas of their lives. And then the fact, as Liz said, this happened before. And we really get into this in the documentary, but there was a similar situation in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You know, there was a massive lawsuit and, but so it lots of red happening. flags. It yeah. kept happening. Yeah, lots of red flags that, that should have been obvious. So, Liz, what does the company say about this? You know, Comores, DuPont, they wouldn't be making these chemicals if there wasn't a demand for it. 
They say these are really important, vital chemicals to a number of industries, everything from electronics to electronic um, vehicles uh, to medical industry, um, that life-saving medications are kept safe by these chemicals. Um, and, you know, I think probably a lot of our listeners have gone through a drive through and gotten French fries without the grease leaking through, right, or mascara that didn't go off, you know, halfway through the day. So there is a bit of a divide here because we don't want to drink polluted water, but we want these conveniences. And I think there's just um, this this push now for finding alternatives. But Kamora says there's not an alternative, that PFAS is the only performing chemical of this level, that it's vital to these industries, and that they are responsible stewards of this chemistry. Um, I think they're scaling back a bit on the safety that was touted, you know, 10, 15 years ago with these new alternatives such as Gen X. Um, but they say that they're doing more than any other uh, company in the industry. Uh, it should be noted that that it wasn't until they legally had to. You know, Kristen mentioned that consent order. Part of that was installing technology, including a thermal oxidizer that kept these chemicals from spewing into the air, which is how it got to a lot of wells mi- many miles away. Um, and that technology existed decades before they installed it um, until they were legally required to do it. So I think that's notable. Um, and there's still no safe disposal method. They are filtering the wastewater now, but those filters are going somewhere into a landfill, um, being incinerated those chemicals are still going somewhere. They're still being produced. So, Kristen, what this is a big topic. What do you what are you going to be covering in the documentary tonight? Well, people will get a true breakdown, Amanda, of, of what these forever chemicals are. I mean, you heard Liz talk, right? I couldn't have worked with someone with a better partner on this. I mean, she really is an expert. You know, people will see why these chemicals are so problematic in our bodies and in the environment. You'll learn history on how this happened. And the most important thing, you'll get the human part of this story. I mean, there are all sorts of studies linking these chemicals to cancer, birth defects. Well, we talk to people living in the contaminated areas. Who experienced this? Yes, with cancer. People who lost babies. You know, they think PFAS had something to do with it. But they want to know for sure, and they say they deserve to know. And a lot of activists uh, have been fighting against this. I mean, what what are they telling you? What do they want? Well, they want to know. They want to know for sure what did PFAS do to them. They want a large-scale human health study so they know for sure. You know, did it accelerate certain cancers or cause birth defects like so many of the studies show that it can? And, and many want Camors to divest in this chemistry. You know, they don't want them to make forever chemicals in Fayetteville. But honestly, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. And, and Liz, Camors is not stopping production. In fact, they, they're looking to expand, correct? That's right. Last year, they announced plans to expand production despite paying more than $300,000 in fines to the state for environmental violations. And many of the residents, these activists, you know, think that they should show their responsible uh, stewards for this chemistry, as they say, uh, that they can handle the cleanup of what they've already made before they even talk about expanding. Um, And the company wants to make more of a molecular building block in the PFAS family. It's a compound that the industry says is of low concern, but scientists that we talk to in the film say there's no scientific rationale to conclude that that chemicals, that the chemicals are safe. And you just talked to Kristen about what these people want. I think the way our system works is that it has to be proven that something is dangerous before it's stopped 
stops being used instead of proving that it's safe before we start using it. And, and has anyone, I mean, any government entity held this company responsible or accountable for this? You know, that's a big debate. And even with this expansion, these permits are getting a approved. Comores will say uh, that they were legally in compliance with their permits. We spoke with Michael Regan, head of the EPA now, uh, formerly head of the DEQ, who still calls PFAS an emerging contaminant, something that's been invented since the 40s, popularized since the 60s. There's a lot of research here, but so many regulatory hurdles. And we kind of get into that, just how hard it is. And all this litigation will take years, maybe decades. Any final thoughts? On this topic, I mean, again, big topic. Uh, a lot of it, obviously, is going to be covered in the documentary. Uh, people will be shocked that it's happening in North Carolina, in our state. It is 2023, and these people are using contaminated water. And we will show you what this has done to their lives. Thank you guys so much for your reporting on this very important topic. And again, that documentary is at 730 tonight on WRAL. If you'd like to hear more episodes of The Daily Download, please follow the WREL Daily Download in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about any podcast app. Once you follow the show, you'll automatically get new episodes every weekday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>